yeah, 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 no watching from the side. Said that you got him next. We'll go ahead and show. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of Up Next, uh, where we tell you who's up next in the world of youth sports. Today, uh, we got we got a few special guests here. But first, of course, I'm Jamal Murphy, and I got my co-host, the extraordinary co-host Khalid Green, in the house. What's up, man? Yes, sir. Peace, peace, peace to the Christ and King family too, man. They in they in the building, man. I see. The legacy. I see. The legacy is on on our show, man. I'm 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 honored. <laughs> Christ, the, Christ the King been doing it for a long time, man. On yes, both sides, men and women. So yes, sir. Yes, sir. And and you know what? It's only fitting because we had uh, Epiphany Prince on here a few weeks ago, and she was shouting out Murray Bertram. So I said, I, yeah. I, I admittedly had to call Coach and tell him I had to bring some Christ the King smoke on here, man. So here we are, man. <laughs> yeah, she took uh, Epiphany definitely took a couple shots. You know, she said she <laughs> said she wanted to go to Christ the King, but since she didn't go, she had to she had to kill him for like forty or fifty. I forget what it was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but, but anyway, like we said, uh, we have some some great great guests today. Uh, it's the Christ the King family here in uh, Queens, New York. For people who don't know, we're gonna start with the head JV coach and assistant varsity coach Sherrod. Tomlinson. What's up, man? What's up, man? Thanks for having us, uh, Jamal and Khalid. Really appreciate this platform and the ability to um, have us here to talk about, you know, our school, the history, and, um, you know, the great things happening there. No doubt. No doubt. And we also have, we have four of your players at at Christ the King. Let me go down. We'll start with the freshmen. We have two freshmen. Uh, One is Sienna Olivares. Um, and she was recently chosen to be a part of the WNBA NBA Game Growers Program. We'll just shout that out. And we have Inara Coles is another freshman um, at Christ the King. And then two juniors. Uh, one's Sanaya Glenn, uh, ESPN Top 50 2022. And Juliana Laguna, another junior at Christ the King who, who has already committed to Army. Uh, so congratulations to you and correct, congratulations to all of you, you girls doing your thing. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So, Coach, let me let me let me start with you. You mentioned that, and you just mentioned uh, the history of of Christ the King. I mentioned it. You guys, um, you know, have been a force for a long time uh, nationally, but of course mm-hmm. in New York City and in, in Queens in particular. Uh, just just uh, give us a little brief, give people a little brief history lesson on Christ the King, at least in the time that you've been there. Um, so, since I've been back there. Uh, well, I've never really left. So okay. uh, I coached, so I played there in 97 to 01, uh, then came back to coach on the boys' side with Artie Cox. Um, after that, went on to, you know, work at a university and then coach college for five years. And so over the last four years, I've been back on the girls' side, um, thanks to coach Bob Mackey and Joe DeLuca, who've had me back. And it's been a blast. Uh, we've had, um, back in 2018 a great ride and winning the state federation championship um and so we've been fortunate to really do some great things over there um a lot of young ladies just come in and work hard and and get the work done every day and i really feel it's the culture that's built um not just on the boy side but on the girl side of hard work and discipline and creating the right culture for your kids to succeed 
um, not all the, the hoopla and, and, you know, the, the, the bells and whistles, but also just making sure that they're doing the right thing, um, getting it done on the court and off the court. Um, so we, we were fortunate, like I said, back in 2018 to win the state federation championship. Um, and then, you know, we graduated a great class of kids, um, in 2018 with four going division one. And then last year, Natalia Marshall graduating and being an all American and now playing at Notre Dame. Talk about that culture, uh, coach, because, okay, I'm, I, I got to reveal it, man. I'm a purple and gold guy, man. It's in my blood. All right, so this is I, I had to get my stuff out before this all went down. I'm good now. All right, Musa. All right, so what about the culture of Price the King? Because it is a, a championship culture. I mean, we had a football player on our show. He's going to Price the King. Um, what is it about that winning culture? What What is the formula? You don't have to tell us everything because I might take some stuff back to Ed, but tell us about a couple of little tips that goes into your culture. What What is the formula? Yeah, I think it's, it, one, it starts with, um, you know, the pe the people who are leading the programs, you know what I'm saying? And so Joe Abatello and Bob Mackey mm. have been doing it for a long time, but it's the staff that they surround themselves with, you know, uh, there's no head coach that can do it by themselves. And, right. you know, Joe DeLuca and I are fortunate to assist Mackey and what he does and what we do. And it's really, it starts with a lot of um, preparation. I think, I don't think people really understand um, all the time. Like, you know, it's not just about having the best kids and there's been years we haven't had the most talented kids, but we watch tons of game tapes. And we break down game tape. We sit in the office and watch it together or, you know, we're communicating about different things. It's strategizing and it's um, building a culture, one that's about discipline um, of being on time. Uh, we're not, you know, uh, dealing with excuses and we're not we're going to challenge you. So in practice and they can tell you, you know, we'll stop practice and we'll correct and break it down. And it's about teaching um, more so than it is just rolling the balls out and saying, OK, go ahead and play, you know what I'm saying? And so, you know, some programs, you know, kids don't really get, kids are only prepared for that level. Right. And our focus is on parent, preparing these young ladies um, and even on the boys' side, preparing those young men for college and life beyond that. Let me ask uh, the girls, let me start with the juniors. What has, you know, what has Christ the King meant for you, uh, you know, particularly on the basketball side of things? You know, how is it, how is it, you know, changed your game or improved your game? I'll start with uh, Sanaya. Um, well, going Christ the King in general changed me a lot. Um, I, I was, I'm from Staten Island. So the school that I was at wasn't mm. really as diverse. Um, um, it was um, mostly, you know, um, one race. And uh, since I went to Christ the King, I'm more cultured. Um, I learned a lot more. I'm more confident. Um, I'm more mature since I have to travel back and forth. And it helped me on and off the court with my grades and um, on the court. How about you, Juliana? Um, I mean, I actually, last year I transferred into Christ the, Christ the King my sophomore year. And I wasn't able to play, but just watching the coaches and seeing like how they like how they respond to the girls and how they really like just talk to us and explain things to us. <clears throat> Sorry. It really like allowed me to learn because there are things that I feel you can't really, you could hear it, but you, you have to see it in order to actually like understand what they're trying to say. And they, 
like what Coach Sherrod said, that they're able to, like, they develop us. They don't just – they don't have the most talented players, but they really put their time into developing us, and that's why they're, we're a winning program. And I'm proud to wear, be a Christine Royal. Mm. Hold on, hold on one second. They don't have the most talented players. They've had. <laughs> <laughs> we talk about Shamika Holmes Claw. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. Well, you know, it's like, you know the, the, the myth is this, though. I will say the myth is that every year right. is, is just rolling of talent. You know what I'm saying? And I think, you know, and even what I've been talking about to different CYO coaches or parents or AAU programs, is that, listen, we're not just looking for your best, you know, we don't just want the best kids there. It's about developing these kids. Right, right. And I feel like in youth sports now, um, and, and Sienna and Inara can talk about this a little bit, you know, even with the AAU practices, it's not just, hey, we're going to go play games every weekend. You know what right. I'm saying? It's about, hey, how do we develop kids and allow them to understand uh, being being invested in their development and craft? You know what I'm saying? Yes, over the years, we have been fortunate to have the Shamiquas, the Subers, the Karim Gays, um, uh, the Lauren Dixon. Yeah, you know come I mean? on, Those come on. If, if, if you're watching, uh, yeah, so uh, we look at that wall in the school with those state and city champions. Oh, it's oh, real, it's so, real. So, you know, I wanted this. Uh, I needed this right here. You know, we, we've been fortunate to have some, some talent roll through the building, you know what I'm saying? Right. But, you know... At the end of the day, it's also about sacrifice. You know what right. I'm saying? So you talk about culture, it's about sacrifice. So, right. you know, Jules and Sanaya are two of the top kids in their class, uh, right. hands down. I don't care what anybody says across this country. But even with that, they've had to learn sacrifice. Um, Sanaya, Sanaya talk, to, uh, talk to them about being a freshman on the varsity with the crew that you play with. Mm. It was hard. Usually I'm in a team that I'm already set, you know, I'm starting, I'm the star of the team. I come over here and it's five big people already starting, you know, already going, know what college they're going to, D1, all that fun stuff. And I had to start at JV at first and I had to build my way up. And um, um, it was a learning experience. It was great. Um, I was six man. It was hard sticking with them at practice and everything during the games and they telling me what to do and all that stuff, treating me as a freshman as they should. But it was a great experience. I would do it again. And I heard, uh, I've read some articles on you tonight where uh, you're one of the most athletic guards out there. Uh, are you dunking yet? Are you close to it? Is that the I goal? I am close to dunking. I touch rim like, <laughs> like um, I touch rim on a good day. I can touch rim on a good day. But um, okay. I'm trying okay. to build up that dunking now. Well, tell me how that feels, because at five six, I never had that experience, man. Unless well, the first seven. time I touched rim, that's neither here nor it was there. by accident. <laughs> so I was in gym, you know, at Christ the King. I was playing with my friend, and we were just doing rim touches. And I, I got up there, and right. I touched it with the back of my hand, like right here. And I was like, oh, right. I just touched rim. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. oh, I just touched rim. He was like, no, you didn't. And I did it again. He was like, oh, my gosh, you can touch rim. But that day, I was really hyper. So that was like the adrenaline talking. Nice. But on a good day, I could touch rim. What about the other two ladies? Yeah, to the freshmen, you know, talk about, you know, uh, why you chose Christ the King. What made, what made you want to go there? We'll start with uh, Sienna. Well, my uncle, he, used to, he was, like, really, like, engaged in Christ the King and, like, the teams. 
um, with the boys. So it was like encrusted in me to go to King. And I like my first year, I it was in the fourth grade. I went to Christ the King camp and like, I knew this is where I belonged. I knew this is like, ever since I was young, I told my father, dad, I'm going to Christ the King. I don't care what you tell me, I'm going to Christ the King. And I used to attend games very often. And like, I see the way the girls pick each other up when they fall. And the way like they encourage each other to do better, I'm like, I need to be somewhere. I need to be there because that's the way I'm only going to get better. And it's like sisterhood. I saw that at games and I was like, I need to be there. <laughs> so, so basically it's a, it's a program that recruits it. Like it, it is a magnet for quality players. Yeah. And I never saw one essential good player though. They all contribute and it just made everything look so like perfect. So I'm like, I just felt like Christ the King was the best place for me because I see girls like Sanai and Laguna, they just, they just work together and it just looks so great on the court. Well, I must say I've been at camp with uh, Bob Mackey and Bob Mackey is a hell of a leader. So I'm, I'm not surprised by anything I'm hearing right now. I know Bob, uh, he's a, one of the best coaches, men or women out there. And I've always, from afar, admired and respected Christ the King girls in particular. They're like the high school version of UConn, quite honestly. So none, none of this that I'm hearing is surprising. How about you, Anara? What made you choose uh, Christ the King? Okay, so I chose Christ the King because my sister used to go there. She graduated 2016. So like ever since I was like little, she was just like, I don't know, like I was just proud to like, see her play and it was so inspirational uh so coach let me get let me go back to you mm -hmm. um looks like you know looks like you got a lot of talent uh this year you said you got two of the best players in the country as juniors what, what uh what are your what's your expectations this year as far as the team and, and these players yeah i think we this year you know granted with covid we'll be able to get on the floor i think we make a solid run again back at you know the state you know i um you know, these young ladies, we also have some other freshmen who came in and uh, some sophomores and a junior who got some good learning experience last year. Um, I think, they, you know, with what they've experienced individually, even in the AAU seasons, but also their commitment to their development uh, will make a solid run at it. Last year, it's funny because you come off a win in the state championship and everybody expects you just to repeat, you know what I mean? And we had some, we had a tough year last year, but it was a great learning experience. And, um, you know, we did really well against some national competition, and it helps us. I think playing the schedule that we play, um, whether we have one of them talented teams, like like you're talking about, or we're somewhere in the middle, I think taking our teams, whether it's to Arizona or South Carolina, to play um, against national competition and then coming back and playing locally, it only prepares us for February and March. Um, we, you know, it's not about – Oh, we're not having a good year, so let's duck competition. No, there's no ducking here. And I think all these young ladies understand that when you come to a school as such, right, just like on the college level with Kentucky or Duke, one of the things I heard Calipari say to his teams is, I can't hide you, right? If you're here, the lights are on, and you got to perform. And um, that's one thing we talk about with them. Even when, you know, they're looking at what school they want to come to, it's like, hey, this is what it's about. It's a full commitment. And oftentimes, um, especially youth today, I'm not sure they understand um, the full commitment that is necessary to be as great as they want to be. 
And so reality versus the work, the work, uh, reality versus their goals, sometime in the middle, that work ethic, there's something missing there. And I think it's important that we teach them, um, whether it is from reality now to basketball goals or reality now to career goals, there's a work ethic that takes place in between there to reach from point A to point B. Absolutely. Well said. Um, you, you, did you hear what else he said, Jamal? What? Most uh, coaches mention city champs or mm -hmm. city championships. The first thing this coach mentioned was state champs. <laughs> 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 I, just, I, just wanted, I, I just wanted to bring that to the light, too. Yeah, not, le yeah, not, league, not league champs, not division champs. <laughs> <laughs> not not yeah. BQ champs, <laughs> state champs. You know why? You know why? And it's funny because uh, we, we joke about this all the time. Like, so in the PSAL, if you win the city champs, right, and you go to the Garden of Barclay, it's like you get a ticker tape parade, right? right? The city is behind it. Everybody's right. behind it. Right. In the Catholic school, especially on the girl side, because on the girl side, you, you got to win BQ, BQE champs to play the city champs, then to play the state champs, and then the federation, right? And even at federation, you got to win two games in order to be crown federation, right? right? So on the boys' side, though, in the CHSAA, even if you lose the BQE, championship you still get another opportunity to play in the intersectional right so we love the fact that we can win the brooklyn if we can win the brooklyn queen but for us it's always like if we don't win states or not or or you, i mean you look at the trophy we've won the city we've won the state but if we don't win the state if we don't win the federation then it seemed like we have not had a successful year right and so what we talk about to these young ladies every day is where will we be at the end of March? Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, like you said, it's like UConn. It's like, you think UConn cares about a Big East championship? This is how the Yankees <laughs> talk, by the way, all right? <laughs> this you is that big talk. This is that big talk. This is why we brought them on. <laughs> uh, Coach, Coach, you mentioned, you mentioned uh, COVID, you know, which yeah. I, which I, I you know, I, I, I wasn't thinking, like, wow, like this, there's this whole situation going on. Mm -hmm. uh, COVID, uh, we're actually going through another, this is supposed to be actually the worst period coming up, yeah. like now, yeah. uh, fall and winter. I mean, are you, do you think you're going to be able to play and how do you, you know, how do you keep these girls, you know, in proper shape and, and still playing and all that during mm -hmm. this time? So, uh, I hope we we're able to play. I think what we're, as we're looking at college football, um, we're seeing different spikes, you know what I'm saying? The SEC and ACC thought they were guaranteed to go through this without any situations. We all see that's not true. Right. Um, I think it's about educating these young ladies first about their responsibility to keep themselves safe um, outside of their time in the gym. And then if they continue to, to, to do that, we position ourselves to have a successful season. Um, I, you know, in regards to practices, we've started some preseason conditioning, um, you know, and, and just, you know, having them do individual work on their own. Uh, and I think those are some key things, right? So it's about, I think one thing COVID taught us, um, and, and, you know, most times people say, oh, New York City kids aren't in the parks anymore, things of that nature. COVID taught us that, you know, if we create the platform or you teach them 
that that the, there's nothing wrong with the park. More ACLs are torn in gyms than they are in the park, right? <laughs> right, right. Uh, we all the three of us gentlemen, we grew up playing in parks, right? Absolutely. So you you stayed in the park, you did that, and I think over this past couple of months, these these young inner city kids have been able to see that hey, there's nothing wrong with going to the parks. Um, they're a great place to play. And I don't need a trainer, number one, and I don't need a gym in order to work on my craft. I need a ball and a basket right. um, to per- to perfect my craft. Right. Coach, talk about your, uh, well, you know what? Let me ask some of the ladies. Uh, let's start with the upperclassmen. Talk about the national schedule that you guys play. Like, how does that bring out the best of you? And what matchups have really intrigued you where you left saying, oh, I have to get better? Like, talk about that experience. Well, I think that it's an amazing idea to be able to play on a national level um, because you really – one thing, for, like, I'm, I'm a pretty competitive person in general, and I like to, like, scout on my own and see, like, what other girls my age or even older or younger are, like, who's, who's good? Who do I have to, like, watch out for? Who do I have to, like, compare myself with to, like, see, like, what I should work on, what, like, how I should – continue to like better myself. So I think it's a really good idea that we go when we play a national schedule and you see like as a team, like how you click together and and how like well you could play together with each other, so. Um, to piggyback what Jules was saying, um, uh, playing a national schedule, you play other girls, you play other competition. Um, um, my AU team's on the East Coast and I usually play the same people over and over again. Um, um, my league, you keep on playing the same people over and over again, and playing on national schedule allows you to, you know, see girls on the West Coast, see girls in the Midwest, um, um, Texas, California, all that different areas, and just seeing how everybody comes together just for basketball is really amazing. Like Jules said, I'll be scouting, um, seeing what these upper girl, upper classmen are doing, these lower classmen, how I could work on my game. Basically, um, national traveling nationally is a really good idea. What's the competition level like outside of New York? Like, when you when you leave New York, do you, are you surprised by how good other people are, or is or is or is New York enough in terms of competition? Of course, come on. New York is still good, but going other places, these girls have been eating different type of food. <laughs> Especially Texas, those girls are big. They're big and tall. So I'm like, yeah. whoa, wait a minute. <laughs> now I was saying you really got to see like how, like, because usually when you think of New York, it's like the hub of basketball. And a lot of people, because a lot of good players have come out of New York, I guess, and they think like, oh, this is the place to be if you want to play basketball. But like, there are other places around like the country that they do also, there are other powerhouses that produce good players. Definitely. And in New York, I'm not going to lie, has a lot of distractions. And then the other girls, it's eat, breathe, basketball. (laughs) Like, that's all they do. Right. And, you know, New York has, you know, crazy stuff going on, blah, blah. But, you know, other places, it's just basketball. Right. And, you know, the beautiful thing, too, is, I mean, they're in high school, so they've they've traveled that. But I think now with, like, the Made Hoops League and things of that nature, um, younger kids, middle school kids have had the opportunity to kind of travel that and and see it. And, um, you know, when we started – uh, you know, we're talking a little about high school and AU uh, with the Rens and Norin and Sienna came over to play with us. And so throughout this past winter, they had a chance to kind of see some of their 
peers and the competition in that middle school bracket age group where like, you know, a couple years ago, like who was thinking about taking middle school kids on weekends to go travel to Boo Williams and all these other right. places to play. So I think it's good. It's, it was a benefit for them also. Yeah. Talk about that, Anara. So you, you're fresh to Christ the King. So you are also fresh off the middle school scene. So I'm sure you played in the Rose Classic and um, like Coach said, made hoops. How has that prepared you as a player for the Christ the King experience? It prepared me because like ever since I started playing for AAU for runs, it like, it was very competitive, but like it made me more aggressive and like able to like play for you know, high school. Sanaya, you, you look like you have something to say about this Renz thing. I know you're a lady bell. Um, you know, do we have anything you want to contribute to this conversation? I have nothing to say. <laughs> Just saying. If you guys have to play against us, it's like 50. Oh, wow. A 50 that's, piece that's, with biscuits? Is that what we, we were calling this? That's all I got to say. Nah, you, you know, the good thing is we have middle school. We don't have a high school program yet. So they're ducking smoke. They're ducking smoke. <laughs> Sienna, Sienna, jump in here, Sienna. <laughs> We're getting ready for all those babe. We're getting we're getting ready. The rent <laughs> Sienna, I feel you. I feel you. I, I I hear it. I hear it in your voice. <laughs> and you know, the beautiful thing too about this is um, you know, it, it's kids coming from different backgrounds and areas, you know what I'm saying? And and, and talking about culture, right? right? So when when kids come to Christ King, we never talk about their AAU affiliation, things of that nature. It's solely about what we're doing then at that time, right? right? And I think it's important for kids to be able to lock in and focus during the high school season. And if you ask me personally, which which one would I rather coach? I would take high school over AAU any day because, yes, the travel is good in the AAU circuit. That's good. But the ability to develop kids six, seven days out of the week for that two-hour span um it's priceless where aau sometimes you know it, it, it's not just come down pick and roll uh or we're gonna press because we don't have any sets in you know that type of stuff or we're just practicing one day a week you know with, with high school you're in the gym you know maybe 13 days out of a 14 day span um yes. and, and so we'll we'll come back off of a trip in uh south carolina get back christmas eve take two days off and we're back in the gym so it's no different than their college experience or what they're right. going to have. And it's funny because, you know, we'll talk to our college kids and we'll say, hey, you know, how's college going? And it's this experience that has prepared them for that, that level of competition. And, and not just the competition, but the overall experience. Absolutely. Coach, let me ask you, you've been involved in the, in the girls' game and the boys' game. Um, I'm wondering what, what you think the difference is at your level, but also, but also – you know, what is like the last five years or so of, of, of the girls game, you know, I look at it now, it just seems to be, seems to be, we were like right on the cusp of this, of it really taking off. Like, you know what I'm saying? To being something yeah. that a lot of people thought it would never be. So just talk about the, the girls game, the difference and, and where you think it is now. I think the girls game is doing a great job of growing. I think the more support that the girls game has from gentlemen like yourself who have been on the men's side and doing the things that you're doing. 
um, it'll only continue to increase. I think what the WNBA has done, what Nike has done to invest in these young ladies has been tremendous. Um, and, and so what I see as far as where it's going, it's a great thing because also you have uh, WNBA players that are now using their voice to reach back. Right. You know what I mean? Like Sue has been back into school. Shamika has been back into school. Uh, but then across the board in the WNBA, they're encouraging these young ladies to not only continue to play, but talking to them about the right thing. And I think when you have that from the pro level down, it makes a big difference. Uh, what, do I, what do I see as the difference in being on both sides? Um, you know, people always ask me, hey, what's the difference in coaching, uh, you know, guys and girls? And really, it, it's part of it is just the emotion of it. But I feel like you cannot... Uh, you got to teach the game the same way. The game is the game, right? And so you can't cheat the game. Uh, you have to give them that full experience. And so the same way I would, uh, you know, challenge them or prepare them in practice is the same way I would if I was coaching on the boys' side. Um, I think, you know, how you do it and how you come across is a little bit different um, because also there's a different emotion level that comes right. with this, right? And so um, that, that's the biggest, biggest difference. And, you know, when I first started coaching college at the, you know, at the college level, I mean, when I first started coaching young women, it was at the college level. Um, and so, you know, I started a, a program at a school I was working at here in the city. And, you know, those five years, I would, I would, I would, they were priceless years because you got a chance to not just provide an opportunity and a platform, but also begin to help young ladies uh, that were, you know, pretty much not given a second chance in other places. Um, and so coaching the women's game, you know, although there's not the dunks and the alley-oops and things of that nature, there's a lot of beauty to this, the women's game that I think a lot of people take for granted. And, um, you know, it, I think the bubble allowed people to see how great, uh, like even Sue Bird is and other people to see like, hey, after being in the league for 17 years and, you know, putting your body through all of that stuff, like she, you know, is still the goal um, and, and be able to perform at that high level. But I think it's how you come across these young ladies and, and understand that they deserve opportunities too. You know what I mean? Um, you know, the whole thing of what, not just, you know, uh, from the standpoint of gear, but access and opportunity. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that we've been fortunate to do is have partnerships uh, with the WNBA, with Gatorade, um, where they have come and, and provide opportunities for these young ladies to go to luncheons with WNBA players. Gatorade is, uh, we're the Gatorade high school, um, I believe in the country, um, but definitely in the Northeast region. And they used us in the commercial that they did. Um, I think, so those opportunities will help these young ladies later on in life. Um, and now we also are working with the Women's Sports Foundation who will come and work with these young ladies and talk to them about the women's empowerment and what it all means to be empowered as young women. Nice. What, who has been the biggest rivalry in the past few years for Christ the King program? Oh, uh, St. Francis. Um, <laughs> yeah, St. Francis. And also at this Ossining. Ossining, you know, so we've had a few. St. Francis, Ossining, um, not really Lujai. Is this St. Yeah. Francis so, from Brooklyn? I mean, from um, St. Francis Prep in Queens. Yep. Yeah. Really? Yep. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They, they uh, you know, even in 2018, they, you know, 2017, they gave us a run. We were fortunate to beat them during those years. 
And then over the past, you know, couple of years, they've given us a run. So, you know, it's been good competition. Now, when you say they've given you a run, have they beaten you? <laughs> no. So it's not a robbery. Uh, so it's not a robbery. Past year, <laughs> this past year they beat us. Okay. This past year they beat us. But, um, you know, uh, other than that, you know, I, I would say, you know, they've kind of taken us to – We've met them in the beat in the Brooklyn Queens championship. They've competed. Uh, so even, yeah, they competed. They competed. Yeah. yeah. So, and Asening you know, is pretty good. Asening, they had uh, Adrian Griffin's daughter, Aubrey Griffin, mm. who's now at UConn. Um, and so the year we won states, we had to beat um, a powerhouse Luha team with Celeste Taylor. And then we also had to beat uh, Asening with Aubrey Griffin in the finals. So, um, you know, and she was averaging, that kid was averaging 40 a game, you know what I'm saying? Uh -huh. And so talking about preparation and things of that nature, we held her to like maybe 20 something, um, just, it was just collaborative effort to be able to get that win. And so, um, actually Sanaya is a federation champion in her freshman year. And so we hope to get her two more before we leave, before she leaves, uh, in these next two years. So, so I have a question, Sanaya, this is for all of you. Uh, you're playing Asening or St. Francis, all right? You're in game mode. Give me two uh, artists from your playlist that you put on to put you in that mode. Okay, I'll go first. Pop Smoke, <laughs> no, I, without a doubt. Right now, right now, these past few yes. days, Pop Smoke. God and, bless the dead, um, okay. <laughs> and Can I have a plate? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know who else. Mama, hold on, hold on, Mama. Wait, okay. I don't know. Probably like, oh, oh, she gone. But, but probably like, not gonna lie, little TJ. I'm a little TJ fan. Little TJ, pop smoke, I, I, little I love TJ. Little TJ. Okay, I know nothing about little TJ. Mama, what's up? <laughs> hey. hey, you welcome. <laughs> Mama, mama, we need play for everybody next time. Oh, you know what I'm saying right now. You know I got extra, but next time, next time. <laughs> okay. Next time. <laughs> I got you. Okay. All right. <laughs> okay, so little TJ and Pop Smoke. Okay. Record it. Who's next? I'll go. Um, well, like Sanaya said, Pop Smoke. You never go wrong with some Pop Smoke. Some throwback dreams and nightmares with Meek Mill. Okay. We started. Okay. I'm a fan of you, Sienna. All right. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I agree with Sienna too. Quite honestly, like I like a little throwbacks thrown in there. Um, but pop, pop smoke is it? Hold up, hold up, Juliana, you're gonna get one more because you're going to the army, so you're gonna need a little more. You, 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 you committed to the army, and we gotta get into that. So we're gonna have to give you two more songs because for what you about to endure. So go ahead. <laughs> um, I don't honestly because I'm not big into like certain artists it's more just like whatever like the beat like sounds good to me i guess oh, okay. i'm that type okay. of person okay okay <laughs> all right all right okay um pop smoke of course and a boogie a boogie okay okay all right all right they need to send us checks for this commercial, but yeah. we'll deal with pop, that later. Pop, pop, pop smoke is killing it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pop smoke. Is, yeah, shout out to Brooklyn and Canarsie. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Coach, can you? I'm gonna put you on the spot a little bit ab yep. about the girls we have on on right now. Could you could you describe each one of their games for us? I've, you know, I've seen a few highlights, but just to mm -hmm. get the real coach's perspective. Yeah, um, you know, I'll start with. 
the freshman, Nara, athletic, great defender, gets in the lane, shoots the three at a consistent pace, and is growing and learning. Um, Sienna is a player who is um, one of those players who, at a young age, is used to playing the post, right? You know, you get a strong kid, they put him on the post, and so when you start playing it against higher levels of competition, you have to become more flexible. And so she's learning how to, you know, the, vers- the versatility of her game and bringing out different skill sets that um, weren't tapped into before. And so, you know, she's learning, becoming more confident handling and playing on the perimeter where before, you know, it was like, hey, go on the box and try to bully some kid to the basket. Right. Um, Julie Laguna, you, you know, you're going to get that army grit with her. You know, <laughs> I, when it comes to Laguna, it's grit. When I saw Jules in the seventh and eighth grade, you know, I was very high on uh, Laguna because I felt that she is going to give you her best at, at both ends. Uh, shoots the ball at a high volume, handles the ball well, is a talker, right? So for me, um, and Sanaya could tell you, I, I am the defensive guy on the staff. And so if, it, if we're not talking, we're we, we not doing it right. Absolutely. And so um, I feel like, you know, oh, that's how you frustrate offenses by talking. And Jules is the talker. She's a leader. Uh, phenomenal young lady. Oh, thanks, Coach. Uh, Sanaya. <laughs> are you, <laughs> S- Sanaya, Sanaya is, the, is the transformed Tasmanian devil, right? So much energy. Uh, she's got the Lamar Odom candy appetite and, and diet. And, uh, <laughs> you know, she has grown so much. You know what I mean? So she shoots the ball at a high volume, great work ethic, um, handles the ball well, and, and is becoming more and more of a one-on-one defender, a lockdown defender. Mm-hmm. I think um, that, that if there's anywhere in her growth is being able to not get lost on that end of the floor. But, um, you know, she, if you put, you know, press wise, she's all over the place, long arms. And I think that's what gives us a lot of versatility is because we have young ladies who can play multiple positions. Right. Um, and it's not just now, even before we've had fortunate to have young ladies who we can put at multiple positions and, and not lo- uh, lose anything with putting somebody at a position where some, another coach would be like, mm, she don't belong there. Right. Um, so it's about being creative. Right. Let me go back to the girls now. Um, or let me go, let me go to uh, Sanaya since, um, you know, you're junior. Like I said, top, top 50. What are, what are we thinking about in terms of the next level, in terms of college? Um, right now, like, if you're asking me if I'm committing that, like, right now, I'm kind of open right now. I'm open. Um, mm-hmm. um, I have a lot of schools looking at me from multiple conferences. Um, um, yeah, right now I'm just open, nothing, uh, nothing, uh, clo- I'm not closing it anytime soon. Did you like come like growing up, did, did you have a team that you rooted for or like, you know, when you were real young, wild dreams of where you wanted to go, anything like that? When I was little, I had my whole life planned out. I was going to go with Christ the King and I was going to go with UConn. <laughs> <laughs> that that was my thing. Okay. When I was okay. little, my dad has a whole video of me saying that I'm gonna go crazy king and I'm gonna go to UConn. But I'm not gonna lie, UConn's still great. They will always be great. But since I'm getting more colleges and all that stuff, you know, other options are looking pretty nice too. Nice. Nice <laughs> to be Sanaya tonight. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, 
Laguna, you, you chose to go to Army. I did. Um, what, 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 was, what was behind that, that decision? Um, who, else was re- who else was recruiting you? Uh, I mean, I had, a, I had a few other schools recruiting me, but I just felt that for the lifestyle that I want to live, for like my goals and ambitions, that it would best suit me. And like one thing, they value edu- I value educate my education so much, and they value their academics as well. So that was a good fit. And just like I said before, lifestyle, the way it would allow me to live really like comfortably after college, I feel like considering what I want to do when I'm older and not like always have to worry, oh, like, am I going to, am I going to be in debt at this time? How am I going to pay this? Like, I'm thinking about the future. So that's why I chose this school. Yeah. You have family in the military? Yeah, actually, my brother, he's in the Air Force. And I, it's a funny story. <laughs> um, earlier in like May this year, I, I wasn't thinking about going to a, like a military academy. It was just so last minute. But um, my, my brother, he enlisted to the Air Force. He's there. He's been there for quite a while. And we, wanted, we just took a spontaneous, me, my mom, my little sister, we took a little spontaneous trip down to him to visit. And I saw like, like how he lives and like his lifestyle and like the way just how they take care of him. And I was like, like, wow, like, that's a good idea for me. And considering like, all that, I, like, I eventually would want to do. And it just got me thinking about it and ended up choosing a school. <laughs> well, congratulations on yes, your commitment. Thank you. Yes, congratulations. To the, to the freshmen, any, uh, what about your dreams and aspirations in terms of college? Obviously, you got a long way to go. But like, when you, when you look at that level now, is it something you've always thought about? Uh, any, any, like, goals that you had of, a particular school which you wouldn't have to stick to of course but i'm just curious like the the thought process we'll start with you sienna uh my heart was set on king so yeah i'm not king well nice i wanted to get out of new york because since i was younger it's always been so cold so i was like maybe los angeles or maybe somewhere but like when i'm older i like to be like a uh, sports analyst for like espn and things like that so I don't know. I've always I've always jumped on UConn, but I don't know. Let's say if there are certain things I want to major in, and maybe UConn doesn't have that. I don't know. But I've always wanted to escape like the the cold weather. <laughs> Do not blame you. <laughs> it was brick today. <laughs> How about you, Anara? Okay, so my goal is to play college basketball, like go to a D1 school. And like my whole dream was to be in the WNBA and all of that. But I have like other dreams that I want to accomplish in life as well. To all the girls, again, like what about players that you look up to? Um, Whether it can be male, female, NBA, WNBA, college. I'll start with you, Sanaya. When uh, Brianna Stewart was in college, I looked up to her all the time. I like study her and everything. Right now, okay. I like Sabrina, but sadly she got her and all that stuff. And for the boy side, I am a LeBron fan, obviously. And um, I like Paul George. You still like Paul George, okay. I have to. I'm not gonna, <laughs> I know what happened to why him you, in the why bubble. You why you hate? Talk about that. We're gonna look at his other years. Absolutely, okay. absolutely. The bubble, He's a great the <laughs> The bubble was tough. The bubble was tough. Yeah, it was tough. It was tough. No question. <laughs> I got you. What about you, Juliana? Um, I mean, from the men's side, 
I looked up to Kyrie Irving a lot because just his handles mm. and like his game. I don't know. I just really liked it. So I studied him for a little bit. And from the women's side, I mean, <laughs> Brianna Stewart, like Sanaya said, Brianna Stewart, they actually, she was the one that made me like go down to the Bells. It's, um, Cause that, like, I remember I was reading about her and I, I wanted to see, like, I knew she was from New York, like Syracuse. And I was like, Oh, like, I wonder where she played AAU. And I found out she played for the Bells for a few years. So I, I went down there for a workout and I ended up loving it and I played for them for a while. So she was actually the one that in, like inspired me, I guess, to go down there. But more recently, because she doesn't play my position, she's a big, who I really like studied was, I guess, like more guards like Sue Bird, like people that did come out of King. Okay. Mm. Uh, Sienna, who do you look up to? Well, LeBron, I feel like LeBron can just carry team on his back and just go whatever, who's on his team. If it's just him, he got it. Um, for the girls, maybe Sue Bird um, and Kayla McBride from the Lady Aces. Well, with my Game Growers family, like, she spoke and, like, her words just stuck with me. So anytime I watch her, like, she brings me back to, like, my Game Growers and, like, her words are so, like, inspirational. She's so passionate for the game. And when she connects that to the girls, like, Kayla McBride. And she's a shooter, so, and I, yeah. <laughs> How about you, Anara? Okay, so um, I've always looked up to LeBron James. You know, he's so inspirational. Everyone loves him. And then um, Sue Bird was definitely one of my um, favorite players because, you know, she went to King. Okay. All impressive. Yep. Coach, what about these, the girls' daily routines? We, we talked about the COVID thing, but in general – um, you know, what, what is it, what's the, the daily, you know, regimen for, 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 for a player at Christ the King? Like, I mean, it can't be yeah. easy. Um, you know, so a few of them tra definitely travel, um, at least an hour a day. Uh, so, you know, with the travel, school starts around eight, a little after eight. Um, they're in school till after two o'clock. So we get out maybe about two, two thirty. There's some days we practice at 2.30. Um, if we're not practicing at 2.30, then they're going to study hall. So study hall is not an option. Um, you talk about playing the schedule that we play and, you know, not just nationally, but also with the league, you know, your games are happening. You know, um, you get out of a game at 7, 8 o'clock at night, you know, you want to make sure that books are handled. So we definitely go through study hall. If they need to meet with a teacher, they do that. Um, preseason, you know, it's the track, it's CrossFit. Um, we definitely are fortunate to have a partnership with uh, a great guy, Chris, who, who does some CrossFit stuff with us. Um, and, and it's, you know, you know, making sure they're taking care of their bodies. Um, and so even in the midst of all of that stuff, you know, it may be, hey, the newspaper's coming in to talk to somebody, or uh, we may have like a, a think tank with uh, Gatorade or somebody coming in or just sitting down and talking to them. I mean, I think one of the things we did a couple of years ago was talk to them about branding. And I think, you know, now with, um, with the way college is going and the NIL, I think it's important that these young ladies know about personal brand and building their personal brand and how to, how they represent themselves, uh, not just on social media, um, but also, you know, it starts there on social media, but also now how do you build your brand and represent yourself not just for now, but for the rest of your life. Right. Um, so the, you know, day-to-day -day is the academic piece. 
you know, basketball, you know, we may have some weightlifting here and there. Um, we really don't hit the weights during the season, but, you know, it's definitely, you know, there's always something in there. You know, we, uh, Coach Joe DeLuca is the master at taking some medicine balls and resistance bands and uh, creating a great experience. <laughs> great for who? <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> and, you know, it's also about taking care of their body. One thing, you know, I'm not a big fan of the training room, but, um, you know, we definitely have, have talked to them more about eating habits and things of that nature, nutrition and stuff. We had a team a couple of years ago where uh, they stopped. We were going the road and say, we, you know, we're going to Denny's thinking like, okay, you know, we're going to eat Denny's. And we got four kids sitting on the side with their own uh, uh, organic fruit and vegetables and, you know, wow. they're bringing their own food on the road. So I was impressed because, right. you know, that's not me. You know, Impressed and embarrassed, right, Coach? For real, for real. They in the corner in Denny's, and I'm looking over there like, yo, y'all going to get us kicked out of here. But, right. you know, they, they took total control right. over their diets and things of that nature. And I feel like, especially for New York City kids, that is one of the most important pieces. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I wish when I was playing back then, more people were talking about that type of stuff. Um, and, and, you know, especially now, you know, uh, with the mental health things that are going on with kids, uh, I think one of the things that we, we definitely try to do is create a space for them to know that that office door is always available or just the ability to pull us to the side and have a conversation is available. Um, because kids need it. They need to talk. Absolutely. There's so much pressure on these kids today of D1, D1, D1. And so what if it doesn't happen? You know, I've been, I'm a 13-year educator at the higher ed level, and I always say to parents, if your kid don't go D1, they're still going to go to college. Right, so right. have more, and, and it's important to educate coaches of that there are great D2s out there, there are great D3s out there, there are great NAIAs out there. And so it's not all D1 or bust, because many times the Division One kid plays four years, has a great four years somewhere, and then struggles professionally after that ball drops and the right. air comes out of it. Right. And the kid that's at the D2, D3, now is the kid with the career opportunities and the mover and the shaker. Right. And so I think we have to do a great job at talking to these young ladies and young men about not just the now, but what happens after. Right. Um, and I think years ago when I heard about the John Thompson story, about with the basketball in his office of it being uh, inflated yeah. and, and what it meant. Uh, for me, it became very personal to talk to kids about, not just about their college experience, but hey, what happens when it's all over? And I think for a long time, and you know, Khalid, you, you, I'm sure you can echo this. We, there were so many people telling kids, oh, if you don't make it to the A, you go overseas. Right. And, it was, and we filled kids' hopes and dreams with lies. Right. Right. And so what we didn't tell them is, hey, you may get picked to go overseas, but if they don't like you in two days, you're back in America with all your stuff. <laughs> right. Real fast. And right. back on your mom's couch. Yep. And so if you don't prepare uh, these young men and young women for what happens after the game, then we do them a disservice. Because the reality of it is, is they will spend more years in a career than they will on the field. Correct. Right. Correct. Correct. No, well said for sure. You know, on that note, we want to thank thank you for joining us. This was uh this was great, um, educational, 
um, inspirational, all, all that good stuff. Really yeah. appreciate it, Coach uh, Sherrod Tomlinson, the J, head JV coach and assistant varsity at Christ the King, the great Christ the King. The powerhouse Christ the King. <laughs> Say it right. Say it with your chest out. <laughs> and it's the only time you're getting this out of me, coach. <laughs> We're on the border of Brooklyn and Queens. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, we, run, we run both. <laughs> it's, the Brooklyn, it's the Brooklyn side that I'm giving love to you for. <laughs> right. Uh, in fact, when I, you know, when I was in uh, when I was in like eighth grade, Christ the King was recruiting me for basketball, and I decided to go to uh, Poly Prep instead, which was good academically, but I think uh, I would have been a better ball player if I went to Christ the King. <laughs> was was Andreas Pope there when you was there? No, I'm like okay, yeah, I'm 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 like in the mid '90s. Okay, all right, you know what I'm uh, cool, cool. He was a few years after that. Yep. Yeah, cool. yeah. That's so, cool. but no, yeah. gentlemen, thank you for having us. Uh, actually, if, if you could take a moment or two to just give them some inspirational words of, you know, you've both been around the game and seeing like, what advice would you give them as they go through their recruiting processes and, you know, just their high school experience? Yeah. Uh, for me, I would say um, character is everything. Um, you want to keep your, as far as the recruiting process, you want to trust those that got you to the dance. Um, and what that mean by that is those that have been in your corner uh, through good and bad are gonna always give you the advice that you need. You don't wanna surround yourself with people that are, are yes people. Uh, you wanna surround yourself with people that check you, hold you accountable and um, invite them in the process with you on your recruiting, uh, on this recruiting trip. Um, and to echo what coach said, uh, you may, your dream school might not be your reality school. Um, the best, you want to choose the best school for your situation because you might have somebody at your dream school that might be there another two years and realistically you might not want to sit two years. So you want to go to the school that best fits your situation, which it seems like Juliana, Juliana did um, well. So that, that's my advice. Um, I used to be an NBA scout. From that perspective, um, I would just tell you that one thing that people underrate in scouting and evaluating is I did more uh, evaluating on intel than I did on the actual performance of players. And what I mean by that is I went to different sources to ask about the character of different players. And simple questions like, does, do they love the game? Um, uh, are they trustworthy? Are they punctual? Are they reliable? Um, so those are, those are the questions that I used to ask on a regular and I used to go to about four or five different sources to ask these kind of questions to see if, if, if I'm getting the truth or I'm getting the company answers. So I would just tell you that, you know, whatever you're doing now, as far as your character, um, and, and it seems like you guys are doing a great job. I know Coach Wells, so I know the leadership is right. I know Coach Mackey too. I know the leadership is right there. Just continued on that on in that process, and again, um, I'm not on the girls' side, so coach knows. Anytime you guys want to reach out and ask questions, you know I'm here for you, and um, and and my door is always open and extended. Now I'm I'm going to be an associate coach on the girls' side only of Christ the King. <laughs> they have, on the girls' side only, but they they have my help on that. They have my help on that because coach is my man, and he's doing a great job. Now, much appreciated, gentlemen. Thank you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, and I, yeah, I co-sign all that. Um, I would say, you know, have fun with it also. 
uh, I agree with what Coach said earlier about you know D one whether you whether it's D one D two or D three, um, it's a it's about you as a as a whole as a as the total person. Um, you know I you know I played D three. Uh, you know I was supposed to I thought I thought I was playing D one too when I was a freshman, but you know it takes a lot of hard work and dedication, and it seems like you girls are you know already have kind of mastered that part of it. So I would keep that keep that up. Um, keep you know keep an open mind about. Uh, places that you're thinking about um, and and go to a place where you feel like they have your you know you as a whole they, they care about the entire you not just not just you on the basketball court uh, because like coach said you know you're going to spend much more time off the court than you are on the court in the long run um, but I'm but I'm impressed with everything I've heard and and seen Absolutely. so far so I don't have any doubt that, that you girls are on the right path and and it was our honor to have you guys on, right. on our show really Thank you. Thank you. Uh, thank you. Appreciate yes, the platform. No yes. question. You the great work. Yes, All sir. right. So once again, uh, Sherrod Tomlinson, head coach, uh, head JV coach and assistant varsity coach, Christ the King. And we had Sienna Oliveris, Anara Coles, Sanaya Glenn, and Juliana Laguna. Thanks all of you for joining us and, uh, you know, telling us your thank story. Thank you for having thank us. You. Thank you. We are CK. All right. All right. Bye. Good night, Coach. Peace. There you have it. There you have it. CTK in the building. Yeah, Christ the King. You know, as usual, strong, strong, strong program. I'm glad to see you humbled yourself and gave Christ the King <laughs> their, their, prop, their proper acknowledgement <laughs> in NYC basketball. We know Lachlan, Lachlan tough. Lachlan always been tough, too. I put, I, listen, I had to put the capital H in humble on that one. It wasn't easy. All right? I had to go through therapy today for this thing, man. I hear you. I hear you. you know, and I'm happy we to have we won't, we won't tell nobody. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> But but it it was a blessing to have them. They were great guests. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing the young ladies play. Uh, Coach Sherrod, you know, he does a great job over there with Coach Mackey. So this has been an honor, like I said, to have them on our show. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. So that's another, another great episode in the books. Um, continue to listen and subscribe and rate and review us uh, on Apple Podcasts or wherever you, you listen to your podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, all that. Um, follow us on uh, Instagram at uh, UpNextPod, Instagram at UpNextPod, and Twitter at UpNextUnderscorePod. Um, and keep doing your thing as in out there in youth sports, and we'll keep looking for you and shouting you out and having you on the show. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, subscribe, like my partner said, and, and we appreciate all your support. On to the next. On to the next. So until <laughs> until next week, uh, we'll see you then. Peace. In the sky. Go ahead and take your shot. This one is for the city. Let's show them how we rock. Coaches used to call my phone. What you doing? Just got home. Practice making perfect. Perfect timing. Put me in my zone. Two, three, thirty-two. Thirty-three like birdie two. Time to put on for your city when they never heard of you. Ball player. Ain't no watching from the side. Uh, picking up them pieces. Ain't no limits in the sky. Uh, said you got up next. Well, Gon' show em why uh, One, two, that's a three Now take your shot, ball player Bishop Lachlan, purple and gold That's a flex, uh, Collie Green Got me a scally for he left, uh, Joe